welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. I'm ready for the show. Hallelujah. Amen. So today I want to share with you one, uh, another story from the Bible about somebody who experienced the God show. Somebody who experienced the God show. And then we're just going to go through just the different aspects um, of, that, of, that, of that show. Amen. It's the story of Moses. Moses. In Exodus chapter 3, starting from verse 1 to 4, this is where the story begins. Amen. So I'm still talking about positioning yourself for the God show. This is the third part of this series. Positioning yourself for the God show. Last week we talked about Jacob. Hallelujah. It said, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came up to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw. Everybody say, Moses saw. So Moses experienced a show. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought... I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look. Everybody say to look. <laughs> God called to him from within the bush. Moses. Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Now I'm not going to assume that everybody in this place had some Sunday school background. Or you have some religious background. Or people that are watching me online. And that's why I would like to give you like a brief summary or synopsis of what led up until this up until this point and what happened afterward. Now, what we see is a description of a man who met God, a man who experienced a God show. Amen. But like I told you last week, God shows are usually preceded by so many things. Amen. And then after the God show, God shows usually come by what? Several things. So I want to go back and I want to talk about what happened before the God show. And I want to talk about what happened as a result of this God show. And what happened during this God show. So I'm going to ask you to walk with me. And for those of you that do not know the story... I will fill in the gap with you. It's all a story in the Bible, in the book of Exodus, which is the second book of the Bible after Genesis. Amen. So I'm going to fill in uh, the story. But let's start. They said Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law. So the first point I want to talk about is what I call the trek of regrets. Talking about what leads, what led Moses to this God show. Uh, my point number one is the trek of what? 
of regrets. I mean, and I need you all to really pay attention to me um, at this point. Now, this is the background. When this encounter happened to Moses, when it happened to Moses on that day, Moses was 80 years old. He was 80. I doubt if there's anybody that is here that is 80. So that should be an encouragement to you. Meaning that the all of your life right now plus more was what Moses had experienced at this time. The all of your life of everybody in this place and more. Maybe somebody's watching me who is 80 years old. I mean, who knows? Amen. But what I'm trying to say is that Moses had a resume, and it wasn't a good resume. It was an 80-year-old resume. Let me give you, if Moses were to apply for a job on that day, let me give you some of the things that would be on his resume. Number one, I mean, you can show it to them. I'm targeted from a child for death. I mean, from when I was a child, the first thing that I, that I heard about my story was that I was targeted for death because I was born at a time when Pharaoh was killing children. Number two, I was raised as an adopted child. I was an adopted child. I wasn't allowed to just grow up in a normal family, even though my mom came to take care of me and all that, you know, even, you know, I did not know, but it was an arrangement. I was raised up under an arrangement, just not the normal way. You know, that was my growing up experience was an arrangement. It wasn't a perfect one. And I'm sure there are people in this place that your story might be like that. Your life has been an arrangement. Not the normal flow. You look at other people and you see like, how come their lives are, you know, it seems as if their lives are normal. Amen. But yours is just a little bit abnormal. You went to the wrong schools. And then you live with the wrong uncle. Amen. And then everybody had their dad, but when you were young, your dad died. Or your mom passed away when you were still very young. Or you live with your parents, but you never had the kind of experience that other people had growing up in families. When you went to school... Everybody talked about how their families went on vacation. You say vacation? We, we don't go on vacation. We go elsewhere. In other words, you have a background that is not normal. And that goes beyond family. That goes beyond family. Amen. It goes into other areas too. So you've not had, can, you, can I ask you guys to just look at me? Amen. You know that thing that happens when there's an accident on the road and all the cars are stopping? And then they say traffic. And then you'll be like, why is there traffic? They say there's an accident. The accident is by the side of the road. The real reason for the traffic is because people are watching. Can we focus on the God show? All right. Let's not cause any traffic in this place. <laughs> so just pretend as if they are not there. Amen. Everybody point at them and say, you guys, you are not there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he was targeted as a child for death. He was raised up 
as an adopted child. Now listen, the, the third thing is that at the time that Moses met God, Moses was unsure about his identity. Because he had taken so many identities that he was confused. Okay, he started out believing that he was an Egyptian. And then later they told him, maybe the, the mom started telling him while the mom was taking care of him, you are, you, are, you are not in the right place. Oh. You are living in the palace, oh, but you really belong there. Oh. So then they told him that he was an Israelite. They told him that he was the prince of Egypt, meaning that he was going to be the next pharaoh. And then later he became a fugitive that was going to be imprisoned. Amen. Am I a murderer or a deliverer? Because he had, at that point, he had killed somebody. And he thought while he was killing that person, he thought he was delivering people. But the, even the people that he was trying to deliver, they started calling him a murderer. So he, started to, he decided to run away. Am I a fugitive or a refugee? Anyway, the conclusion of Moses, as you see from the story, when he experienced God, he concluded that, you know what? I am a nobody. So for 40 years, so the first 40 years of his life, he grew up thinking he was somebody, walking the palace. And then the next 40 years, he concluded that he was a nobody. So that trek of that day, which I call the trek of regret of going to take his ship, was the exact thing that he had done for 40 years. Uh, good morning, Jethro. That's his father-in-law. Good morning, Jethro. Greet his wife. Good morning. And then I'm going. So he takes the ship and he goes through the same path. Can you imagine going through the same path for 40 years? <laughs> the same routine for 40 years. Uh, I'm sure Moses, if I was Moses, I'm sure I would have a lot of things to just occupy myself. You know, I'll count all the rocks. I'll play the game of count everything green and everything that is brown. I'll do throwing stones. Uh, what about chase a sheep? Just throw one of the sheepers. <laughs> Just anything to, to dull the pain. That see, see, see where you have ended. See where you have ended up. Prince of Egypt. You are going to be Pharaoh. You enjoy all those privileges. The chariots, the horses going up. Look at you. All you are doing right now is running after sheep. And it's not even your own ship. It is your father-in-law's ship. You are an 80-year-old failure. 80-year-old failure. Every step that Moses took was like that. 80-year-old failure. So the guy had resigned. That's what my life is going to be like. His life was, every day was a trek of regret. And listen, I'm saying this thing. There are people in this place, you are not 80 years old, but every day of your life right now is like a trek of regret. You look back and you see decisions that you have made, promises that you had, potentials and opportunities that you had in the past years, in the past decade. Oh, I could have done that. I could have been this. I could have been that. But like right now, every day right now, I'm taking this trek of regret. I know I got a job, but it's the same job. It's the same routine. Well, you know, you wake up. I mean, I was, people ask you, how is life? It's good. So-so. How is, how is your day? Well, I wake up in the morning. And then I get in my Uber. 
or whatever. Oh, I wake up in the morning. I get in my car, and then I go to work. The same set of people I've been working with, they say exactly the same thing. In fact, some of them are pretty annoying. I'm so tired of the way they live, the way they, I mean, the way they do things, what they say and all that. So it's just, life is just like that, normal. It is normal. But listen, I'm here to tell you that God has not called us to a normal life. God has not called you to what? That is an anomaly. That is an anomaly. But listen, every anomaly is preparing you for the supernatural act of God. If you follow what I'm talking about. So right now, maybe you feel very normal. You feel very normal and you are walking through that trek of regrets. I want to tell you that there's hope for you. There's something that God is about to do this year to break your routine. No, no, I didn't get it better with me. I said, your routine is going to be broken this year. You, 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 you've, you've enjoyed. Well, no, you didn't enjoy it. You, have, you are used to the way your life has always been. You know, similar story. You are used to the way your family, the way they did it, you know, before you came. That's the way it is in our family. You are used to that normal life, that natural life, that routine life. But I declare that this year, God is about to interrupt your routine. Something is about to happen to you this year in this God show that is going to change your life and change the lives of people coming after you, generations to come. Many of us talk about Moses right now. Moses is one of the revered figures in both Judaism and Christianity, even Islam too. Because he was the, one, he was the first person to bring law into this world. Many of the laws that we use right now in many nations was actually from the laws that Moses brought. But Moses didn't start that way. So I know you did not start the way you thought it was going to be. But I'm about to tell you that through the God show, God is about to do something in your life that years after you are gone, if Jesus tarries, amen, they will say this person's life was significant. This person's life was significant because the God show is going to start something in your life. And you are going to live something that will change this world. You are going to give back to something that will transform somebody. You are going to make a difference. You are going to make a difference in this world. Amen. So the track of regrets, that's where it started from. And then the next thing is the test of a response. So listen, so when you are going through the routine, you are so used to it. I'm going to be in debt forever. I'm going to be bound by this habit forever. You know, I'm just resigned. This is how it's going to be. One of the things that God does for you to interrupt your routine is that he gives you a simple test. And that test is that, is this person looking for more? Or is this person totally closed? <laughs> because listen to me, God is not going to force you into his plans for you. He's going to make presentations that will allow you to move into his plans for you. And uh, the key is that you have to be open. Everybody say, I have to be open. So you need to ask yourself that question. Am I open for more or am I closed up? Am I closed? No, listen, some people have closed up. You see, when you meet people who are closed up, even when the bush is burning around them, they will look at it and say, it's one of those deceptive things. Uh, every year we declare it is a, uh, what is the one for last year? Uh, beyond imagination. Oh, taking territory. I did not take any territory. 
imagination. The only thing I experienced beyond my imagination was all this bad stuff. So even if you push his body right now, they will say, mm, there's a magician behind it. There's a trick. <laughs> this is a trick. This is a trick. So they said, no, 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 I'm not paying attention to it again. They just failed the test. They just failed the test. Now, listen, I don't know what has been promised to you. Remember that woman that met Eli Elisha? Um, and the rich woman used to keep stuff, I mean, which used to, sorry, used to host Elisha and all that. So one day Elisha says, ah, you've been hosting me for such a long time. What is it that you want? What is it that, that you want? The woman said, I don't need anything. I'm okay. I'm fine. But the woman said, what is it? Then uh, Je Gehazi said, she doesn't have a child. So Elisha said, you know what? You don't have a child. He said, you are going to have a child. You know what the woman said? The woman said, man of God, take it easy. <laughs> don't, don't play games with me. I have accepted that I will not have a child. I have accepted it, and I'm okay. You know, I don't want you to raise my hopes. It's better for me to stay where I am, because if I'm where I am right now, I won't have dashed hopes. I'm okay. Because hope deferred makes the heart sick. So, you know, don't, 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 raise my, don't raise my expectations. Some people are like that. When people are preaching, Pastor Omar is preaching, and, you know, I mean, preaching fire. When I'm preaching, anybody's preaching, you know, and people they just say, ah, they just look at him. They just close up and say, don't raise my hopes. I think I'm still okay the way I am right now. Don't tell me I'm going to get married. You know, because, you know, I'm, you know I know it's a tough deal. Don't tell me I'm getting married this year. Don't, don't, don't tell me I'm going to have a child. Don't tell me I'm going to get a job. It's okay, this job, let me just survive with this one. You know, that was, we have settled. We have settled for what is. You know, you have given up that. I will, will I ever fulfill this purpose? Many of you, if I ask you, go and bring your notes and your journal from years, especially when you were teenagers or younger, you have a lot of things that you wrote. I will change the world. I will change the world. <laughs> I will do this and all that. And you look at those things again and say, oh, you know. <laughs> I'm changing the world. At least I'm changing the world, you know. I arranged my house, you know. I, this one way or the other, I'm changing the world. But I'm here to tell you that it is not too late for you. Are you listening? It's not too late for you. You are going to change the world. You are going to change the world. Those dreams are going to come to pass because of the God show. Because of the God show. Don't give up. You can still get that job that you need. Amen. I'm talking about that high-paying job that you wanted that will allow you to fulfill, you know, your, your greatest desires and be a blessing to the people you want to be blessed. Do you want to bless? I mean, you can still give that million dollars to this church. Amen. I mean, you can still give back to your alma mater. I'm telling you, you can still raise up that organization. You can still fulfill. You can still touch the world. You can still go to all the nations that you said you wanted to go to. You can still event that thing. That ministry has not ended. That ministry is just beginning. I'm telling you, it's a decade of chances. Hallelujah. So Moses was like, Moses, Moses, even though Moses was at that point of regret, there was one thing that Moses still had. He still had a little spark, and that spark was a spark of curiosity. It's like, he didn't even know that it was a test from God. So let's see. Let's see how, he, how the test took place, the test of response. Let's see how it took place. Please go to the next, uh, the next verse for me. Um, the, the, sorry, the passage underneath it. It says, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. 
Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over. Everybody say, I will go over. No, I need to let me preach it to your neighbor. Say, I will go over. Tell him that you need to go over. In fact, let me say, you need to get over it. Tell him say, get over it. Get over the past. Get over the regret. Get over that funk that you are in. Get over that hopelessness. Get over it. There's something that God is showing you. Amen. Get over it. Get over. He said, I will go over and see this strange sight. I will go over and see what? This strange sight. Let me tell you some characteristics of you know, what God will show you. I mean, like the test, the test of response, how those things will look. You know, as you are going about your routine, this is how they are going to use. Number one, uh, signs of the test. Number one, it will be an interruption, an interruption in the routine. Something will just happen. You know, the routine that you've always had is this, and then something will just happen that it's like an interruption. Listen, watch out for it this year because it's a sign of the God show. Are you listening? You are used to this is the way it's supposed to be. Then something will just interrupt that routine. You get a call, suddenly get a call. And that call, is, that call is telling you to go on a route that you never wanted to go. Are you listening? You will, you know, you'll be reading the Bible and an instruction will come that is different from the way you have always done things. In fact, they can call you. You can go, just get a call maybe from your pastors or your leaders and they say, you know what? You've been doing this for a long time. Now this is what you are going to do this year. An interruption in the routine. Number one. Number two. A strange sight in a familiar terrain. Like I told you, Moses had gone through this wilderness for 40 years. He knew the entire place. He could close his eyes and take the ship through it. If you have done something for 40 years, you know what I'm talking about? You can close your eyes and go through it. Many of you right now, you can close your eyes and go through the way your life has been. You know it. You know the way it is. Tickets from the city of Chicago. <laughs> Some boots from the city of Chicago, um, some little race, and then the credit cards will rise up to the same level. School loans that never get paid down. I mean, are you, you know what I'm talking about? You can close your eyes, and you can recite it. <laughs> that is the way Moses was. But then suddenly, God put something different. Just something different. At least that's something that might be a person that just comes into your life that seems to be different. It might be a message that is just out of the ordinary, just different. Are you listening? It might be, an ex just some, it might be a phone call, just something different that just interrupts the routine. Be very careful. And that thing is strange. Now, what I mean strange, you know what the word strange means? The word strange does not mean abnormal, does not mean uh, in this context. You know, what, what it means is that Strange really means something that you are not familiar with. When you say, oh, he's a stranger, right? Because you've not met the person, right? It's, the person is not in your purview. The person has not been in your own rising. The thing has not been in your own rising. Do you get what I'm saying? So when you talk about stranger, you're talking about something that is not in your horizon. That thing is like, it's anachronistic. It's like out of time, out of place, in that familiar place that you are. That, you, that place that you've been used to. I always watch out for those strange things. Because usually when something just shows up, like, I need to somebody to help me. Please help me with this thing. You know, a lot of distractions today, but we're going to see the God show. <laughs> Amen. Just, you know, help me talk a little inside. Because I'm 
protecting you. Amen. <laughs> I know God is going to bless you this year. You are going to enjoy the God show. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because we're going to talk about shoes. Like God said, take off your shoes. Maybe that's what God is telling me to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you get it? So, an interruption. Please watch out for the interruptions. Many of us get annoyed by interruptions. It might be your children. They will come and interrupt you, but they're about to give you an idea. Are you listening? An idea that God, that God is about to give you, but God will bring it through your children. And you try to say, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm busy. You know, don't talk to me. <clears throat> Open your mouth and listen. Are you listening to me? So, interruptions. Something odd, something, so, something very strange in a familiar terrain. Then the next thing, a supernatural setup in a very ordinary space. So this God shows, God encounters don't happen in places that we think they usually will happen. Listen, I'm telling you, they usually happen in very dry, strange, and sometimes places where you are uncomfortable. Go trace it in the Bible. Jesus Christ had encounters in the wilderness. Are you listening to me? <laughs> encounters in the wilderness. Um, David had an encounter that changed his life by seeing a strange sight, which is Goliath. But what was he doing? He was carrying out, carrying food for his brothers, leaving his familiar terrain of taking, the sheep, of taking care of the sheep and going somewhere else to do something different from what he has already been, already been doing. And that's when he saw Goliath. But that is what changed his life. So this week, ask yourself, what is God showing me? As you are fasting, what is God showing me? Don't say it is strange. Don't say it's strange. Some of you, listen, I'm hearing from the Spirit of God, some of you is a new level of knowledge. That when you are studying the thing, you, your head will be cracking. Your head will be like, mm, I'm not used to this one. This seems very different. I, I, myself, I've seen growth in my, what do you call it, in my, my um, awareness of certain truth by God bringing discomforting information. This comforting information, things that you have believed for so long, God will lay out the case in the Bible as you're studying it or when you're reading books and tell you, break that one down. That was, in, that was enough for the 80 years, but that's not going to take you to where I'm taking you. There's some knowledge that you have had that was enough for the past decades. Are you listening to me? But there's a fresh revelation of knowledge that is coming that is going to take you for the next level. You can't allow to be stale, allow, allow to remain stale. You have to be fresh because that's a fresh word from God. It's in the same Bible, but God wants to show you the Bible in a new way. God wants to show you a new way of doing things. The next thing. The toll of rejection. The toll of rejection. The toll of what? Of rejection. Next, next, next point. So you see, you've seen the trek of regret. You have seen. Hallelujah. The test of response. So Moses passed the test by looking. Right? By looking. Let me pay attention to this interruption. Do you get it? Let me pay attention. By looking. And then listen, when you, <laughs> now the God show is beginning. See, when you begin to experience the God show, like we learned last week, one of the things that will begin to happen is that God will begin to distill your past. God is going to show you yourself. 
And when he shows you yourself, he's preparing you to become a show for him. Are you listening? So, first of all, what happens when we come into the presence of God? Listen, when we come into the presence of God is that God, first of all, begins to show us the way we see ourselves. The wrong way that we see ourselves. Then he will now show us the right way we're supposed to see ourselves. Are you listening? So this is what happened to Moses. So Moses gets there. The first thing God tells him is take off your shoes or take off your sandals. Some of you need to take off your sandals in this place today. Amen. Do you know what the sandals represent? The sandal represents what Moses has used to walk through the wilderness for 40 years. Today, God is going to change your, change your shoes. Are you listening to me? God is telling you, change your shoes. The way you have walked, the way you have done things. You've argued about tithing for the past 40 years. It's time for you to start tithing. Change your sandal. Change your what? Your sandal. Change your sandal. Change your sandal. Those things that you have walked with, I don't know, maybe it was your grandma that taught you, the church you used to go before, or it was the world that taught you. Those things that you have walked with, you have used this, they become your principles, but they are not the right principles. They will not lead you into the future. Maybe they helped you to walk through the wilderness for the past 80 years, but the next 40 years is going to require more than you. It's time for you to take off your own sandals. For the place where you're standing is holy. You're about to enter into a separated season of your life. A holy season of your life. The real reason why you are here on the earth, you can't walk this walk with your own sandals. You can't walk with your own sandals. No, it will burn up. So, something's got to go. There has to be a renewal of mind. Somebody say a renewal of mind. Your sandals have to what? Have to go. So when so, so God says, okay, take off your sandal. Then the next thing is Moses began to talk. <laughs> Everybody say he began to talk. You see, when people talk, you can see their heart. Look up, everybody. Whenever you talk, like you talk sincerely, you are really talking your experience. You are talking what you have been through. So some people, they may learn to say some positive or whatever. You understand? But when you catch them unawares, they will start talking. And that's when you now know what has happened for the past 80 years. So Moses begins to talk. And it's okay. Listen, listen. For this transformation that is taking place, right? Like I told you last week, you come with authenticity. But know that you cannot leave that place speaking the same way that you are speaking. Are you listening? You can't leave. You can't go into this God show speaking the same way you were speaking over the past 40 years. So the first thing, let's look at it one by one. One by one. The first thing, the toll of rejection. What rejection had done to Moses. The experience had gotten him to a particular point. So he was talking from, what, you know, from the toll of that rejection before God. The first thing he says is, who am I? So he meets God and he says, who am I? Who am I? Go to the next one. Who am I? Now, when somebody says, who am I, what is that? <laughs> identity crisis. I was identity crisis. <laughs> and inferiority. So God, God told him, he said, I'm going to send you 
You know, the reason why I'm showing myself to you is because I've seen the suffering of the children of Israel. Oh, I've seen the suffering of Chicago, uh, the United States, your generation. I've seen the suffering of people, of business people. I've seen the suffering of children. And then I've come down to tell you that you are the one that I want to use. Then the next thing that Moses says is, who am I? Who am I? Am I Egyptian? Am I an Israelite? Am I a refugee? Am I a whatever? I'm a nobody. Who am I? Look at it. Please show the verse. Who am I? That I, sh I should be the one that will take the children that should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelite out of Egypt. And bring the Israelite out of Egypt. Who am I? Who am I? How many of you have asked that question before? God comes to say, who am I? Anyway. I mean, I have asked that question so many times. But you know, what God is so interesting and funny. Let me tell you something. Look up, everybody. One of the things you will know about, you should know about God is that whenever God wants to do anything, one of the things he wants to, <laughs> according to the Bible, one of the things he wants to generate is people saying, that's, that doesn't fit. Hmm, that doesn't fit. How come it's a murderer that will write to third of the New, I mean, or a killer or whatever that will write to third of the New Testament? Hmm, that doesn't fit. Ah. No, no, that doesn't fit. You mean it's a prostitute that will bring deliverance to, to bring Jericho down? Hmm, that does not fit. This man, Moses, Killer, murderer, who had a lot of anger and all this stuff. You mean he's the one that's going to deliver Israel? Mm, that doesn't fit. Listen, so listen, if God tells you something that you feel you don't fit, you are qualified. Your disqualifications are your qualification. Are you, one of the things I ask myself is anytime God shows me about what is going to happen, you know, in the work with the pastoral work, or he will tell me about nations, he will tell me, God showed me a lot of things, he will tell me about the city of Chicago and what is going to come, the next generation. I'm like, God, there were people that were born in Chicago. They were born in Chicago. They can speak the language. You know, when they speak, they speak with the accent. People can hear them. Why would you come and tell me that I don't even know how to pronounce T-H? Like, even my children, they tell me, they say, Daddy, you have the perfect, Daddy, you have the H problem. Well, pearl of all people. So that you have the age problem. So shut up your mouth. <laughs> I've been speaking English before you were born. I speak Queen's English. <laughs> He's like, Daddy, where you want to put out TH, you put your tongue here. You say, That's too much trouble for me. <laughs> Do you understand me? The boy, right? The boy is very. So I'm listening. You will be like a misfit. Why would God want you to change a system when you were not even born in the system? Or when you've been out of the system? 
Listen, I'm here to announce to you that the assignment that God has for you is the one that will qualify you for it. You are not the one that will qualify. If I your disqualifications right now, that is what qualifies you for it. So if you feel disqualified, if you feel you are not the one that's supposed to be used, it's time for you to start rejoicing because God has qualified you. God is going to use you because God wants, God wants people to say, wow. God doesn't want you to get the glory. He wants himself to get the glory. For you see your calling, brethren, not many wise after the flesh, not many strong after the flesh, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, the best things of this world to confound those who are mighty so that no flesh will glory in his presence. You are going to raise up that organization even though you are not qualified for it. You are going to raise up that ministry that will reach people of all nations even though you are not qualified for it. You are going to speak to the white, you are going to speak to the black, you are going to speak everything Everywhere. You're going to speak to corporate people, even though you have no corporate experience. You're going to speak to places. God is going to qualify you to get you into places that you know you are not qualified for. So whenever you say, who am I? Know that you are qualified. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. I see you have some. I have a little bit more. Amen. Now please be seated. The next question is... Who are you? You see, people who have identity crisis usually have a distorted image of God. You see, because when you know God, it will affect your own identity. So Moses had heard from his mom, from, I believe, from study, because I've told her that he studied all the wisdom of the Egyptians and everything. He had heard about God. His father-in-law, was a godly man too. He had heard about God, but he did not know God. 80 years of guesswork about God. 80 years of incorrect image of God. Listen, you are at this point right now, and I know that a lot of you watching me right now, and those of you that are in this place, there is a revelation, or there is, a, there is an image or a concept or a concept of God that you have, but it is not correct. It is the one that religion has given you. It is the one that the world has given you. You know the image of that guy that sits in the heaven, old man with beard, has a long cane in his hand, so anytime you make a mistake, he will just swap you. Phew! Some people have that image. Some people have the image of the, of the Santa Claus in the sky. Just Santa Claus in there. He has white beard. Amen. And then the only thing he wants to do is just to just give you stuff. Some people have a restricted image of God. A limited image of God. You will see later, the answer of God to Moses is, you don't even know who I am. I am that I am. In other words, I am anything. <laughs> you know that I need to be. Amen. I'm anything that I need to be. I'm not restricted. I'm not, I, I'm not a, a particular image. That's why I said don't draw any image of me. Don't draw anything on me because you don't even know I am. Any image that you draw, whether a white Jesus, black Jesus, Rastafarian Jesus, is not me. Amen. It's not me. I'm beyond that. Hallelujah. I said thou shalt not make any graven image. Thou shalt not draw a bird. Don't call me a dove. I'm not a dove. I created doves. Are you listening to me? Don't make me to the level of a saint. I, I make saints. I am, the, I am the holy one. Don't make me a Buddha statue. I'm not a statue. 
are you listening to me? I am not the concept. I am that I am. I am everything that I need to be. I am the creator, the self-existing one that can change anything when I want to change it. That's who I am. And that's the one that is sending you. That's the one that is telling you I'm about to get you into a show. I am that I am. So listen, even though your image of God might be distorted. I'm telling you that in the God show this year, God is going to show you his correct image. He's going to show you his name. He's going to tell you his hell shall die. Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. The God who is always on time. The God who is more than enough. Your shepherd. Your righteousness. Your peace. Sorry, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Mighty One, the Lord of hosts, the Creator of the hands of the earth. He's going to reveal Himself to you, and He's going to change your concept of Him. I'm not a God that is late. I'm a God that is always on time. I'm always on time. You might think I'm late, but I have a plan. I'm going to show up right on time. I'm not limited. I'm more than enough. I'm the multi-breasted God that fills all of creation. Nothing is impossible to me. I'm the God of all people. There is nothing difficult for me. I can change anything. I can do anything. And I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number three question of Moses. I'm getting to the end. What if they say that's the social crisis? What if they say? What if they say the crisis of social pressure? <laughs> we go through it. What if, what if I come and I say, oh, I met God. And he told me to deliver you. These people that chased me out of Egypt. <laughs> You're telling me to go meet them. What if they say? Look at Please show the verse. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or li listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Moses was going through the pressure. What he was running for, people he was running for. This is, this is what I want to tell you. Listen, I don't care. Tell him, tell him, I don't care what anybody say. This is my year of God's show. You might not enjoy the show. That's your problem. You might think I'm strange. You might think that I'm drunk, that I'm high. Oh, but that's your problem. I made up my mind. Whatever God tells me to say, I'm going to say. Whatever God tells me to do, I'm going to do. Whatever God tells me to be, I'm going to be. I'm going to do it. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think about me. Maybe you think I'm crazy. Like, can you go plant another church at 45? I don't care what you think. All what I think about is what God is saying. Why can you pastor two churches at the same time? How can you be traveling and plant churches and you have family? Oh, come on, shut up your mouth. You are not the one that called me. You are not the one that sent me. You are not the voice I heard when this church started. It's the same voice I hear when the next one is starting. It's the same one that said, go to the nations. When there was nothing, I'm here to announce to you. Don't look at what people are saying. Focus on what God is saying. Because people think that they, 
People think they know how to play chess, but they don't understand God. All these master, the master chess tacticians. While you are thinking one or two moves, God is already thinking about 25 moves ahead. God is thinking about people you have never heard, generations that you have never met, things that you have never thought about, and your little head is trying to capture it. Come on, shake that head off and let God plant his vision in your head because God is about to do something in your life that will cause people to be amazed, that will cause you to be amazed. Hallelujah. The last one. <laughs> Woo! Oh, wait, no, no, there's two, two more. The crisis of past failures. The next thing Moses says, I have never. Show the bat. I have what? I have never. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent. Neither in the past, <laughs> nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. That is one of the objections. One of the toll of rejection and regret. I have never done that before. We have never done it this way before. Lord, what you are telling me to do, this is something that they've told me, the teacher told me, you are not good for public speaking. They told me that time that, you know, you are just not smart. How can you go and get an MBA or do project management? You know, you are meant for something else. You cannot go back to school. Lord, I've never done it. I've never studied physics. I've never done this thing. I've never gone to law school. I don't even think I can do it. I've never gotten into real estate. The last time I tried real estate, I failed. Hallelujah. I failed. But I'm here to tell you, God is about to take you to the realm of what you have never done, what you have never seen, what I have not seen, what he has not heard, what has not entered into the heart of man. God has prepared for you, and God is about to do it. Is there something you have never done that God is telling you to do? It's time to jump out. Jump out and do it. 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 In this year of the God Show, I am going to do the things that have never been done by my color by my age, by my financial level, by my kind of charge, by my background. I'm going for what God wants me to do, not what people say can be done. Come on, I can do it. Last one, last one, last one. Last one. Moses said, this is a crisis of self-disqualification. Look at what Moses said. Next, the verse. Moses said, pardon your servant, please. <laughs> Send someone else. Send someone else. Have you been there before? I've been there before. I'm like, God, I don't think I want to wear skinny jeans at this age. Send someone else. I don't want to do youth ministry. Uh, see white here. Send someone else. Pastor Mo, send him. Emily, send her. Peace, Joyce. I mean, they speak. When they speak like this, they place the fire. You know, even the, their accent alone is enough to save people. 
send someone else. David, send him. He knows Chicago. He knows everything. Send someone else. How many of you have felt that way? Not me. I'm just an immigrant. I don't even have my papers yet. And you're speaking to me about transforming the world. You need to talk to Pastor Omar. When God began to show him vision, I did not have paper. Because the vision will produce your paper. Paper does not produce vision. Vision produces paper. When you keep go to your vision, whatever it is necessary to get your paper will happen. The law will change. Somebody's just going to fall in love with you. Who's going to give you that paper? I'm telling you, focus on your vision. Not on your papers. Focus on your vision. Not on your qualifications. Focus. 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 Not on your degrees. Not on your degrees. Don't focus on that. Hallelujah. You are the one. You are the one that God needs for the job. You are the one he needs. He's not going to somebody else. He will send some people to assist you, but he's not going for somebody else. You are the man for the job. Come on, stand up on your feet and tell three people you are the man for the job. You are the woman for the job. Come on, put it around. You are the man for the job. You are the woman for the job. You are the one for the job. You are the one for the job. You are the one for the job. You are qualified for the job. You are the one for the job. You are the one. Tell yourself, I'm the one for the job. Come on, say, I'm the one for the job. I'm the one for the job. Thanks for listening to The Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.